Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to New Hanover United Methodist Church. If you are here for the very first time, I am Ricky Ayala, the senior pastor, and I welcome all of you. And uh, for those of you who are joining us online, welcome. Uh, if you open up your programs in the inside of it, in the right-hand side, there are some fill-in-the-blanks and also additional space for note-taking. The answers to those fill-ins will be up on the screen during the message. So we are currently on our second week of our current sermon series that is titled Strapped. Now, it makes an attempt to introduce to us uh, Dave Ramsey's uh, Financial Peace University. I will do my very best to be able to condense it into a 20 to 25 sermon for the next three weeks. However, it's not really doing a full justice because to give you an example, every class is about two hours and it usually lasts from seven to ten sessions. And one of the things I want to bring over to you is what we started out last week. Now, the, when we talked about starting this series, we talked about how we're able to make sure that we don't serve money or God. You know, we're going to uh, serve one and love one and then despise another. In fact, uh, one of the, when we're talking about how we're able to present the focus points last week, we talked about how we are tempted to serve money. We are tempted to love money. And if you recall, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10, it mentioned that the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. So in a sense, it was a reminder that the, the, the money in itself is not evil. It is the love of money. And we got to be careful because we are tempted to love money. And we closed out our series by saying that money serves us as we serve God. I shared a personal story about my finances and all the messed up things I did when I was younger. And in fact, that I'm still, even though I'm not debt free today, I'm still a giver. And just by me standing here, I can confidently say, if you're dealing with that the same way that I was, that there is hope. Can I get an amen to that? In the later part of my sermon today, I shared last week that I'm going to share with you how I came about in going from all those credit cards, over $80,000 in debt and credit card of how we're able to now go down to three and still counting. Praise God. So if you missed last week, I can't share that whole story, but if you missed last week, I do encourage you to go into our website at newhanoverumc.org, search sermons, and then select the podcast that says, A Godly Perspective about money. Before we continue, let us pause for a word of prayer. Gracious and almighty God, we come into this service today. We have given of our songs. We have given of our offerings. We have given of our tithes and also given of our prayers to joys as well as concerns. Let's pause for a moment now throughout this time of the service that we're able to receive of your word today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, one of the main scripture references I shared last week was found in Matthew 6, verse 24, where it says that no one can serve two masters. You will hate one and love the other, and you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. Now, do some of you remember the funny lending tree commercial? A few years back, about a guy named Stanley uh, Johnson appeared to be living a great life. In the commercial, he rose up. He says, you like my car? It's brand new. And he was talking about how he had a big house, that he was able to be a member of the local golf you know, or the country club. And then when the question was, how does he do it? 
He's by the poolside and he says, I'm in debt up to my eyeballs, right? And then he says, I can't even afford the finance charges. And then he says towards the end of the commercial, please help me or someone help me. And the part is that we can get a chuckle out of it. But the sad part is that sometimes we fall into that category. Because our worldly norm has been that the normal is to be having debt. Our normal is car payments. Our normal is credit card payments. But we are called to be different as daughters and sons of the Almighty God. We are called to a better way. When it comes to money, I want to share with you how we're able to embrace it. And there's three points today I want to share with you. The first one is embrace the value of self-control. Embrace the value of self-control. I remember another commercial, J.G. Wentworth. I want money. Oh, no, no, no. I think it says, it's my money and I Right? It's my money and I need it now. And then the other, you know, part of the commercial, another person lifts up their window and just yells out into the, into the neighborhood, it's my money and I need it now. Have you ever heard of people getting a settlement? They make drastic changes to their lifestyle. The wild and carefree living and heavy spending and sadly for most, it is short-lived. They go after they spend it all. They go back to the way that they used to live before getting their settlement. It is short-lived because they don't embrace the value of self-control. About a year ago, I was speaking to a former running back of the New York Giants, and he was mentioning when he was going from college into the NFL that one of the courses that he had to take was financial management and also how to say no. Because knowing from college, now they got all this, you know, a lot of money coming their way when they're signed. It's one of the courses that this former running back was mentioning. You know, one of the things is that we have to learn how to say no, especially to the things that we normally say yes to. In Proverbs 25, verse 28, the Bible says, a person without self-control is like a city with broken down walls. You see, we need to stop buying on impulse. We should never go to the grocery store when we're hungry. Now, three things I want to share with you on a side note I want to share with you regarding grocery stores. The first one, if you're taking notes, if you do this, amen. If you don't, I hope it helps you out. Go to the store with having a list in hand and stick to it. Stick to the list. If the list doesn't have Oreo cookies, <laughs> vanilla wafers, or whatever it is, one of my downsides and my temptation is the almond M&M's. I, I, it's like, I don't even want to go down that aisle because I know where it is, exactly what shelf it is in. I, I can have my eyes closed and just pick it out. So go with a list in hand and stick to it. The second one is go with cash or with a debit card, not with a credit card. If you forget your money at home on the way there, then be self-control and be self-disciplined and turn around and go get it. 
stick to it. And the third one I want to share with you, if needed, use coupons. You probably say, oh, coupons. I want to share with you a brief story is that it was on 2013, and I was already working on cutting down on my credit card debt. But that year, I owed about 11, you know, uh, there was 11 credit cards that were still being paid off. I knew we couldn't afford a family vacation. And if I didn't do something that would include Ani and, and the kids, we may not have been able to go on vacation. So what I did, it was that I created a coupon challenge for any savings in the grocery stores, the amount that was there, I would then put it into a vacation account. Any savings. So at that time, my kids, you know, they were really young, you know, and, and so they didn't work, but how they invested in that type of challenge is that they were able to come around and sit on the dining room table or go on the living room floor while watching TV with scissors in hand, they're clipping away. And I would tell them, okay, that one goes to this aisle, that one goes to this one, that one goes to that one. Again, I already knew the aisles of that supermarket, so I already knew, okay, put it in order. And so that's how they invested in it. And one of the church members at that time has said, you know, I found out about it, and every Sunday without fail, they would bring a bag full of coupons. And if they didn't make it on that Sunday, it was, it was already waiting at the door by Monday or Tuesday of that week, hanging full of coupons. And you're saying, Pastor, was it all worth it? Well, I went back to the photo album, and I found at least three receipts I want to share with you. The first one, again, to that 2013. The first one, the total before savings was 130, probably, I'm not able to see this, but... $131.30. The total savings was $55.70. And after taxes, I paid $75.72. Worth of food about what was supposed to be $131. So $55.70 went into the vacation club, just in this example. Another trip to the store uh, that uh, it totaled before the savings was $339.25. Total savings was $130.98. After taxes, I paid $208.27. I mean, we were on a roll. The kids loved it because they knew that more money that was going to go into the vacation, uh, the, the, the vacation, they were able to then plan it and then enjoy it. And one day I went shopping for two weeks' worth of food in the giant supermarket. I mean, I had a strategic plan of attack. I took my daughters with me, and when I went in, I even gave them a pep talk to stay focused. <laughs> to know that I'm going to say no to, to some items. So what happened after spending several hours there, we went to the line, and then not with one cart, not with two carts, but three carts. Can you say three? Three. Three carts full of items. Oh, the cashier loved that, right? <laughs> the cashier started going, and she started scanning, and, she, and then she asked, do you have a bonus card? And I said, yes, I do, but I want to wait till the end. 
You see, I had given that bonus card to one of my daughters because I wanted them to be in that excitement. And then the last item I went through, I then whipped out my stash of coupons. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure the cashier loved me then, right there, right? <laughs> and after the last coupon was, uh, was scanned, my daughter presented the bonus card, and the kids and I were so excited as we heard the computer uh, uh, deduct and subtract out of the amount. You know, one of those. <laughs> I mean, it just kept on, <laughs> kept on going and going. And then came, the results were in. The total before savings was $549.15. Total savings was $232.56. And after taxes, I paid $316.47. For two weeks worth of food, and I have five in my family. The cashier said that it was the longest receipt that she has seen. <laughs> and, there, and there it is, my daughter is making sure that, yep, we're a part of it. And their smiles, they were so great, they were, they were so excited to be a part of it. <laughs> That year, we had enough to save to go on to uh, Ocean City, uh, Maryland. It was only for a few days, not the week that we would have loved, but only a few days because that was what we were able to afford. But trust me, there were times I just wanted to give up. I can honestly tell you that more than once, I got tired of seeing those darn coupons. But you know what? That took... That type of work is self-control. You're probably saying, well, pastor, I don't have self-control. <laughs> well, I will tell you to stop making excuses. According to the Bible in Galatians 5, verses 22 to 23, the Bible tells us that the fruit of the Spirit also includes what? Self-control. And so therefore, if you have given your life to Christ, you have received into your life the promise of the precious Holy Spirit. And in the midst of receiving the Holy Spirit, that means you have self-control. If you don't have it, it's because you have not learned how to put it into practice. Embrace the value of self-control. The other point is just as important. The second point is that we embrace the value of sacrifice. In Hebrews chapter 12, verses 2, the Bible says we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. The joy awaiting him, the Bible is saying, he endured the cross. He sacrificed his life for you and for me. The definition of sacrifice is giving up something you love for something you love more. And that's what Jesus did for us. 
When it comes into the life of our, our and, and we're talking about money and being, trying to be debt-free. The joy of knowing we can be debt-free. But what will be the sacrifice? You may want to purchase a home, but you decide to rent a smaller apartment for only a few years in order to save up and have a good down payment. If you're a student, you may love the prestige of a big-name school but decide on a state university or, or community college so that you can graduate with minimal to no student loans. Embracing the value of sacrifice. Our third point today is to embrace the value of planning. In Proverbs 21, verse 5, the Bible says, good planning and hard work lead to prosperity but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. Now, this is not in one of those prosperity gospels that I'm talking about. This is more of how we're able to live a debt-free life, that we're able to enjoy it and to do so abundantly. Planning is important. When we cast a vision, we then make plans how to reach that vision and make it a reality. Dave Ramsey is known for saying, live like no one else now so that I can live like no one else later. That will include the need to embrace all three of these of sacrifice, of self-control, of planning. In Proverbs 29, 18, out of the common English Bible, the Bible says, where there's no vision, the people get out of control. Now, as for planning, let me get your participation here for a moment. Ladies and gentlemen, when is Christmas? What is it? December, you said? December what? Oh, yeah, the 25th. So, ladies and gentlemen, does that change from one year to another? No, absolutely not. But why in the world do we wait closer to Thanksgiving to buy things for Christmas? Wouldn't it be more wise to plan it out that all of a sudden from January, every paycheck, you're able to take out a little bit so when the time comes, you're able to get the gifts that you need based on the budget. You see, credit cards, people, are so easy to just whip out the credit cards. But in a sense, the credit cards will equal a shortcut that leads to poverty or being financially strapped. <coughs> or do like someone that I saw on Facebook yesterday had posted that all the Christmas gifts were already purchased throughout the year. Man, that's smart. That person has embraced the value of planning. You can wander, wander into debt, but you cannot wander out of it. Last week I shared in Proverbs 22, verse 7, just as the rich rule the poor, so the borrower is servant to the lender. I'm going to share the first two steps of uh, Ramsey's Financial Peace University to be able to plan out the first step. And I'm, I'm going to be very brief. Again, you can go into Financial Peace University and get some information. But the first one is to set aside $1,000 for an emergency fund. For some of you, it may take you know, three months. Some of you may take six months. Some of you may even, next week, you already can set $1,000. And when I'm talking about emergency fund, I'm not talking about you need some pizza or something. <laughs> That's not an emergency. 
leave it there for emergencies. And step two is to work on the uh, debt snowball effect. As I shared with you last week, I shared my personal story and I told you that this week I want to let you know how I was able to do it. So at this very moment, if you're able to pull out the, the, the insert from your program that looks just like this, it's uh, two-sided. What we've done for you and, uh, is one side, I'm going to go over it. The other side is blank, so hopefully I'll help you out as you take it home today and try to figure out how to become debt-free. So in here, for example, the one that has some information in it, it says debt name and it has a column. I've, I've just added a few things in here, you know, just at least three credit cards. These are not the three that I have to pay off yet, by the way. I just want to make sure. <laughs> First one is Victoria's Secret. The second one is Discover. And the third one is Lowe's. Now, the total owed, when you go into those accounts, uh, the 450, 1100, and 5000, and you put it in order from lowest to highest. The reason why the idea is as soon as you start paying one off, it starts the, 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 the motion of the snowball effect. Don't worry about whether, which one's the highest uh, of, the, of the interest. That's what I did, and I, that's where I was messing up. I gave up many times as I was trying to get out of debt because I wanted to get out of the, the biggest one, especially the one that was the highest interest. But no, go with the smallest one. And so $450, and then you got the $35 in minimum payment. And so that's what you see there, okay, on, on, the, on the back area. All right, so look at the one on the right-hand side. It says minimum payment due, $35, $110, you know, $250. Now this one here where it says that the debt snowball amount, this is the middle section. Where it says the minimum payment is still carried over, that minimum monthly payment of 35, 110, and 250. And here's the, the challenge to all of you is that try to find out where you can get $200 more a month. And you'd be like, oh, Pastor, I, I don't know how to do that. You know, that means another job? Not necessarily. Look at where you go eat. Look how many times you go out to eat for lunch. You know, it could be probably even $10 uh, uh, every time. It could be, you know, about $200 even just like that if you have a bad lunch or, or I mean, but they'd be like, oh, how much peanut butter and jelly can I have, you know? And, but again, to be able to do what you need to do, maybe you don't need to have your nails done every two weeks, right? Maybe you don't have to have your hair done. Be like, uh-uh, Pastor, you ain't going there. Uh-uh, no? <laughs> Whatever it is... <laughs> Try to be able to find $200. Maybe you don't need a cable, uh, the, 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 the cable of Comcast or Verizon, whatever you have, for a couple months. That way you're able to then become. So that's where it is. That's where right here, when you're looking at this number here, that's where that $200 in cash extra. And so the minimum payment of $35, now you're adding the $200, it equals that $235. And what happens is, ladies and gentlemen, then here comes, you pay that off, and here's a 235 right here. So, sorry for all the scribble here. So, where do you get the 235? From here. You've already closed out this account. Now, the 235 goes into the 110, and the 110 plus the 235 equals what? 345. And I know there was an error in your, in your, in your uh, insert here, but 345. That was my bad. I'm the one that put these numbers in. And then you wonder why it's taking me longer to pay off, right? 
<laughs> All right, so then. <laughs> and then you got the 345 because you already closed out this account. It comes over here. You got the 250 plus the 245 equals what? 595, not 585. And so that's what happens. And all of a sudden, here's what happens, ladies and gentlemen. Let's do the math here a moment. Now, pay off with, without, or with the snowball effect. Victoria's Secret was 450. You had the $35 a month. That will have, if you kept on only the minimum payment, it would have taken you around 13 months to pay off, a little bit over a year. But then what happens is you got the 450 plus the snowball amount, you can pay it off in just about two months. The two months then, all of a sudden, that 235 goes into the Discover. But you got to keep in mind that as you're still paying off in that top one, the other minimum payments still have to go through. Don't forget those. So here's the 110, and you got the 245. So the 110, if you paid it off on a minimum payment, it would take about 10 months to pay that off. But with the snowball effect and the amount that you took from the first one, now all of a sudden you got four months that you're able to pay that off. And the lows of 5,000 where the minimum payment was 250, it would have taken you a little bit over 20 months to pay off. But because you brought that snowball and extra cash into it to be able to make those monthly payments added up, it would only take you a little bit over nine months to pay off. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's do the math here real quick. If you can see that here, you got uh, uh, 13, right? <coughs> then you got 10, and then you got 20. For those, if you made minimum payments, how long would that have been? 43 months. With the snowball effect, it would have been what? You got two plus four plus nine. Fifteen? Did I do the math right on that? Thank you. So you got 15 months, ladies and gentlemen, just a little under a year and a half. Am I saying that right? Okay, someone's laughing. I want to make sure my math is right, right? You got 43, compared to 43 months, almost four years to pay off, you're paying this off in a year and a half. You see, the goal is, ladies and gentlemen, is to be able to be debt-free. And my, 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 what I want to be able to help you, help you with is what are you going to do when you're becoming debt-free? It's not to then just take it, you know, but how we're able to give, just like if we as sons and daughters of the Almighty God, if we are Christ-like, is to be able to give. God gave his only begotten son. And I want to share with you something here. Sometimes I know that many of you may be in this type of area in debt. I'm down to three credit cards and I'm still going. But again, as I share with you, there is hope. And I'm a living testimony but just because I'm paying off those credit cards doesn't mean I'm not a giver. I want to make sure that my heart was to be a giver and then because of my mistakes of being young, I'm paying for them. And I'm owning up to it. But it's going to take a few more years. But here's one, one thing, ladies and gentlemen. One of the things that we have in our spiritual lives is the spiritual debt that's caused because of our sin. And then we sometimes try to pay it off by volunteering, by actually giving more to the church or more to the charity. 
because you want to be able to, quote unquote, pay off that debt. The only way that we're able to clear that spiritual debt because of sin is through the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ. That he gave his life. And I love the words of the, of the song of Jesus Messiah, where it says that he, which Jesus, became sin, who knew no sin, that he might become, that we might become his righteousness. And so if you're here today, you've been hearing about this Jesus, you know, throughout these weeks, and I know we're talking about money, but beyond the money, the money is not about the salvation issue. It's a heart issue. Wherever your treasure is, there's where your heart will also be. And where is your heart? The spiritual life. Are you in debt? Are you saying, Pastor, I, I, I've done so many things wrong that my debt is too, uh, too big. You know about that $80,000 of credit card debt you have? My debt is even greater, but I know of a greater God that has grace enough that will come and cleanse that sin in your life. And just like how we're able to then try to aim to be debt-free, you don't have to wait many years to be debt-free in your spiritual life. You can accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today. And I could imagine, you know, how I was jumping up and down when I heard those, those numbers go up through that computer and I was excited. I can only be also excited when I'm all, be able to be debt free and start living life, you know, and, and be able to give even more. How we're able to celebrate with you if you say, here I am, Lord. So I'm going to ask you to please bow your head. If you're in that position, again, this is in no pressure. It's only by way of invitation. If you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, to become debt-free and to start living a life that is so much worth living without carrying so much guilt, so much debt in our spiritual lives, I want you to pray this prayer and you can say, say it silently within you. God, we have come to this day that you have given us. I have heard about this Jesus, your son. I have heard about your giving and that you gave Jesus for us. That you gave Jesus for me. With all the debt that I have in my spiritual life due to sin, I want to accept Jesus Christ into my heart today. That I'm able to say I have sinned, but that you have so much grace and that you love me so much that you have paid that sin in full through sacrifice of Jesus Christ. I want Jesus in my life. I want the Holy Spirit to lead. I want to celebrate that I am spiritually debt-free.